Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast once again. And today we're going to keep this train rolling along. And we are going to talk... Oh, by the way, we are brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Uh, yet another sponsor. He shows how much we're growing here. The Locked On NFL Podcast is buzzing with sponsors. Um, numbers are up. Keep spreading the word, please. Sounds like things are going well. So, again, I will tell you about Zip Recruiter here in a minute. Um, but first, let's talk the Indianapolis Colts as we go through the AFC South uh, today. AFC South. We're going to go through all four of those teams. So, the Colts, you know, I mean, it would be lovely if the Colts could have got... Well, they just had too many needs. I mean, that's what it's going to come down to is uh, there's no way to fill... All their problems. You know, that it would have been wonderful to find Frank Gore's replacement. But they got Marlon Mack in the middle of the fourth round. You know, I mean, he can at least be a compliment to Gore and maybe you get the bigger back next year. Okay. Uh, the right side of the offensive line is far from perfect. But also in the fourth round, they got Zach Banner. You know, so uh, a massive right tackle that some people are really high on. I mean, uh, so... Maybe he's a starter and you can move move some pieces around and make that a little bit more of a strength. But you've heard you've heard me over the year, I mean over the last or the whole offseason. I mean, their 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 defense has been so bad. I mean, what Grigson left them with on defense was shameful. And you know, the the new staff, the new front office I think has done a nice job of Bring in guys you can play with. You know, I mean, John Simon and Jamal Sheard. I mean, they're not superstars, but they deserve their quality snap guys, you know. So, they're at least getting respectable. And I don't know why Malik Hooker fell to 15, but they jumped all over him as they rightfully should have. Uh, Pagano was with Ed Reed in Baltimore. I'm sure he saw some similarities or certainly a similar way to use Hooker. Uh, they used a second-round pick on a safety last year. And then they used a second-round pick on Quincy Wilson this year. So I think it's possible that maybe the secondary is is good. You know, a good young secondary with Mer- Vernon Davis. Maybe the secondary's fixed or close to it. You know, and Wilson's a big press corner. I think they're going to do a lot of that, you know, including with Davis on the other side. Hooker over the top to eliminate, you know, any issues you might have. And then they bumped up their pass rush a little bit too. I mentioned Simon and Sheard with Terrell Basham, who's a player I like a lot. So I don't know how you can argue at all with their top three picks. I mean, value, need, stopping the pass. You know, I mean, what's the most important, obviously, in today's day and age? You know, stopping the pass, getting after the quarterback. Basham doesn't have to play right now, but he has some dudes he can learn from. He really bolstered that secondary. I assume it was injuries that, you know, turned some people off or in Hooker. Or, I don't know if turned off is the right right way of saying that. But, I mean, maybe that's why he fell. I mean, you and I, you know, we always talked about how San Diego's going to jump all over this guy. They didn't. 
Um, but it's also a really deep, you know, safety draft. Maybe people just decided, let's go get another position now and we'll come back and get our safety, which obviously happened. I mean, I think it was, what, 28 of the top 100 picks were, were defensive backs. Crazy. And second, and, you know, Anthony Walker was our last pick in, in the fifth round. I think maybe sixth or seventh round picks. That's weird. Um, but he was a, a highly productive dude at Northwestern. I mean, not a real high ceiling or anything. Um, but it wouldn't shock me at all if he plays quite a bit for them. You know, I mean, it comes in at yet another need position and plays very soon. So I had told you about our friends at ZipRecruiter, our new friends. Uh, and, and there's some great things that they want me to tell you about. And I need I, you need to check it out. You know, so if are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Post your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. So if you want the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, which sounds really tough, right? But now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized businesses. Right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. You can do it for free. That's awesome. By going to ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-N-F-L, as in Locked On NFL. I think you get that. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-N-F-L. One more time to try it for free and go to ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-N-F-L. So good stuff there, of course. And again, we are growing. Um, I know a team that is growing. How about that? <laughs> the Tennessee Titans. And I looked at the Titans as they didn't have a second round pick. So that's that's very important in this conversation. So with the two firsts, I felt like in some way, shape, or form, they had to get a corner and a receiver. So there was some complaining that, you know, Corey Davis was a little early at five. Dory Jackson was a little early at 18. Maybe. And I feel, I feel more so about that with Jackson. But what if they went the other way around? Would they have taken Latimer and... Not that they would have known this, but there wouldn't have been a receiver at 18. You know, so they started that receiver run with what I think is by far the best receiver in this draft. Um, so maybe it was a pick or two early for Corey Davis. And maybe they tried to trade the seven or eight. Who knows? But man, he is exactly what they need. I mean, I think he is going to be a monster. Him and Mariota are going to make beautiful music together. I love this player. Um, really, really high on Davis, as you can see. Um, Jackson, I do think 18 was a little high for him, but there's a lot of ability, I mean, especially because he's 180 pounds. You know, I mean, I'm shocked that Dick LeBeau is into 180-pound first-round corners. But they do play a lot more man now. That's what he does. Uh, he's going to be a big contributor immediately on special teams, of course. Uh, wouldn't shock me if he runs a route or two in his career as well. You know, deep threat. But a lot of ability there. Stock was really sizzling going into the draft. Maybe it's a little early, but again, you don't have a second-round pick. You get a corner. You get first-round corner and the best wide receiver in this draft. I mean, that's, that, to me, is hard to argue with. So then they skip the second round, and in the third round, they come back with Taewon Taylor, 
which fine, you know, they have a, nothing against Taylor, but they have a lot of those types. You know, I didn't know that you needed to add another receiver there. Um, they have a lot of twos and three type receivers on that team and, you know, he could get buried quickly. Uh, but John U. Smith wasn't a tight end. I liked as well. Um, come in, learn from Delaney Walker. There was even some first round buzz that, they, you know, they, maybe they would go after an OJ Howard or an Ajoku or somebody like that. Um, that's not the way it really went down. Uh, the rest of their draft, I would say is pretty uneventful. I mean, there's a fifth rounder, a sixth rounder and three sevenths. Um, for Tennessee, and there isn't a name there that really jumps off the page to me. Jayon Brown's an outside linebacker from UCLA. Corey Levin's a guard from Chattanooga. Another outside linebacker, Josh Carraway from TCU. Brad Seaton's a tackle from Villanova. And a running back, uh, Muhammad for, from Cal. So they add two more offensive linemen on a team that very much stresses that position. Projects, we'll see if they work out. This is a very top-heavy draft. Obviously, but they got, you know, they're two dudes, you know, and Davis, I think, has a chance to be rookie of the year. To the Houston Texans. I kind of bounce out of order. Usually I do these alphabetically, but whatever. I think you can follow along. Um, we have the Texans and the Jags left in the AFC South. Oh, yeah, tomorrow is Twitter Thursday, so get your questions in. You know, I'm sure some of you NFC people uh, want some, some feedback from me. It's, you're going to have to wait till next week. I apologize. And then Friday will be AFC West review. Um, but back to the Texans. Obviously, they made huge waves. Moved up to 12 for Deshaun Watson. And I'll say this over and over, and it you know, applies to Trubisky as well. And frankly, I'm not big on either one of those players as prospects. But I can't crush a team for f- identifying what they think is a franchise quarterback and go and get them. You know, I mean, they don't grow on trees. They obviously needed one, uh, a massive need, but I just don't, I'm just not a big fan of Watson. I think he turns the ball over way too much, but he goes to a good situation, that's for sure, with a really good supporting cast. Questions about their offensive line, though. I mean, I really thought, I said this a thousand times to you guys, you know, going into this draft, I felt kind of like I talked about, you know, the Titans, the Titans need to get a receiver, they need to get a corner. I looked at the Texans like they need to get a quarterback and a starting offensive lineman. Well, they got a quarterback, and then they went linebacker, running back, and then finally took Davenport from Bucknell with the 130th pick overall. And he's really good, by the way. I mean, uh, Davenport, I thought, was a really nice project that, that very well could develop into a very solid starting offensive tackle. I'm shocked that he lasted as long as he did. So I like the pick. But you really need Deontay For- or Dante Foreman and Zach Cunningham before you address this offensive line that you're going to put a rookie quarterback behind? So that approach, and that's not a knock on Cunningham or Foreman. I mean, I thought they got Cunningham at a good value. Some people talked about him as a, a first-round player. Um, Cushing's up in age. They could use a, another linebacker that presumably is going to be a three-down player. Fine. You know, I mean, that, that's fine. I mean, again, there's no problem with the player. I just don't love putting Watson behind that line. Foreman's a real good story, and a lot of news came out about his situation after the draft. Um, he's big. He's fast. I don't love him either, but he's certainly a different type of player than Lamar Miller or certainly Irvin, who they drafted last year. Again, I mean, he's a fine player for the 89th pick overall. Um, and maybe he makes Watson's life a little easier too with a, a power running game and, you know, take a little pressure off of Miller, who I'm not sure is, I really don't think he's a, a bell cow type of back. Um, the rest of the draft, Carlos Watson, uh, Watkins, I'm sorry. 
not sure how why he lasted this long. You know, is there something about Watkins I don't know about? I mean, I thought he was a second round pick, you know, maybe a third round pick. Uh, they got him in the fourth, you know, the 142nd guy overall taken. And they certainly need the defensive line depth. Even with JJ coming back, it's something I talk about a lot. Was shocks me how little their depth, you know, depth they had around Watt. And you know, now he comes back and they played without him last year. But obviously, a really good defense. And you're, you know, you're adding Cunningham and Watts into that defense. That um, I think that's going to pay off. Um, DeKalb, uh, there's a corner, there's a defensive back out of Oregon State. I don't know a ton about. And then they finally took a center, Fuller from Baylor. I think you do need to remember that they used a second-round pick last year on Nick Martin. You know, that that was the middle of the second round and got nothing from him. A center guard. Um, so that is a new guy coming back that they didn't have a year ago. But their tackles, Newton really worries me. And I think, you know, Brown's getting up in age. Davenport may end up being Brown's replacement down the road. Or can he start as your right tackle right now? Uh, maybe, but I saw him more as a project. Of course, you know, this draft is going to come down to Deshaun Watson, of course. I mean, does he does he hit or not? And that will be the absolute key. And if he hits, nobody will care if they trade it up. Um, that's just the nature of the beast. I have my doubts about the guy. Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag. But most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 the last team to discuss in the division is the team that picked the earliest, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, new sheriff in town, Tom Coughlin. Let's get back to old school football. Let's make Bortles' life a lot easier, hopefully, with a better line and a big-time power running game. Some thought, you know, I mean, there's always the argument that you shouldn't take a running back that early. And I think Fournette's a special player. I didn't see another fit that, you know, made me do cartwheels, though. I mean, if, there, if Jonathan Ogden would have been sitting there, you'd take him. But it wasn't a tackle to get real excited about. They did get Cam Robinson with the 34th pick overall, early second round. Many people I know and trust had him as their favorite offensive lineman in this draft. So, um, is he going to be a left tackle? I mean, you're already hearing that Albert might, you know, not even be a factor for this team. Or do you put him in a right tackle? I would think you put him at left and, and see what see what you have from there. Uh, the interior of the offensive line is decent. If he's a hit, I think you basically complete your offensive line. I think Fournette's going to be a hit. Uh, again, I think he's a very special player. Um, makes Bortles' life much easier. They picked up the option on Bortles. I mean, they, they seem to be all in on the guy, or at least they're making it sound that way. I mean, they didn't draft a quarterback. Um, might they, I mean, if he has another bad year, forget about it. I would imagine it's time to cash that in. But it does shock me that they didn't add anybody, you know, didn't add Peterman or Dobbs or, you know, you don't have to go all in and get a first-round pick or second-round pick quarterback, but the draft, no one? Uh, okay. Um, they also added D.D. Westbrook to the offense, a very small Jason Pinkston body type, fast, explosive, off-the-field issues, but they didn't have that type of receiver. So that's kind of interesting, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a different flavor receiver of what they had. 
Uh, and they are going to take play action shots, you would think, a lot. Everything, I think, is going to flow through Fournette going forward, rightfully so. Hopefully you get Robinson and Hearns and those guys a little more more favorable matchups. Didn't draft a tight end, though, either. You know, I thought that was a little peculiar. Certainly a position of need. Uh, they did not ignore defense, though. They got Dwayne Smoot, um, another edge rusher. I would think he'll probably be depth, a third guy, see how he factors in. Blair Brown's a player I like, but they have so many second-level guys already. You know, Smith and Pozlozny and Jack, and, and Smith and Jack in particular, are this type of linebacker. Maybe they looked at Brown and said, I can't believe he's still on the board. He's going to be a stud special teamer. But he's a run-and-hit speed guy. And I know that's what they're looking for, and you know, depth is great. But uh, I, I didn't think the position was a need at all. But okay, I mean, good player. Uh, Myrick from Minnesota tested really well. I thought he would go earlier than this too. I mean, he's a seventh rounder, um, you know, a very late pick. I thought he was more of a fifth round type guy. Is there something I'm missing with him that I don't know about? So that's basically it. You know, I mean, Fournette is obviously going to be the bell cow, and I think he's going to be very, very good for them and kind of exactly what the doctor needed, uh, doctor ordered. Um, I had mentioned on Twitter yesterday. I feel like I'm the only one that still likes T.J. Yeldon. You know, that if I was a handful of teams out there looking for a, a backup, I'd call the Jags and just see what, what he costs. I mean, maybe you'd get him for a fifth-round pick or something like that, fourth-round pick. I mean, I don't think he'd be expensive at this point. I see the warts, I mean, but I, I still think he's a good player. So that's going to do it. Twitter Thursday is tomorrow. Uh, that is a wrap. Over and out. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17